0: back to the Look It Up podcast. We are your hosts, I'm Natalie. And I'm Julie. And this week we are going to be discussing the future of gaming.
1: So this week, before we jump into the future of gaming, we've asked a question about our previous episode to our Instagram polls, which was how will the world end? And we're going to be discussing what you guys have sent in, answering the question, what would you do to try and survive a zombie apocalypse?
0: One of the responses was, mm, join a big group and form a community, Safety in Numbers. What is your take on that, Julie? I think
1: you'd get picked off, like, straight
0: away. I'm not sure I agree with because... Safety and Numbers. I just keep thinking that, like, all the horror, well, all the disaster movies I've seen, when you're in big groups, there's always that one person that wants to be top dog. And then everyone starts fighting amongst themselves for resources I think, and whatnot
1: i think big communities are more of a target even though they'd be stronger oh i so get what think they're that saying like, even though they'd be stronger because why would a zombie waste time going after a lone person when they could kill more people can zombies, or can turn zombies more think people? like that though well wouldn't they just like track heat source or track like i i don't actually know how like, how zombies work activity like doesn't that just make sense Preda- predator yeah, also if
0: you're in a big group then you can you can have the resources to, like, build a wall and uh, have lookouts and stuff.
1: I guess so. It's yeah. a balance that we might not find out until it actually I, I still think I would
0: go very small groups because I just keep thinking, like, with big groups, you can't trust everyone. And
1: can you really yeah. guarantee that... Self-sustaining yeah. small groups that can hide well.
0: We also uh, had another response, which was, uh, head to the countryside with a tent.
1: Hmm. What's a tent going to do against zombies?
0: Actually, that's a good point. If everyone's going to, like, the, if the zombie apocalypse is happening, you might as well just break into someone's house and take the house. Yeah. But I think going to this countryside is is a good thing, because I'm pretty sure they, they all say that um, you should stay away from crowded areas.
1: Yeah, populated uh, because, areas.
0: Because that's where there would just be more zombies in those areas. Yeah. Head to the countryside with a crowbar and... Um...
1: <laughs> a gun, preferably that too yeah oh someone's gone with mercy kill myself it ain't worth it sis um it's really not actually <laughs> it probably isn't worth it <laughs> yeah but, uh, the one that i found most credible was take over the isle of wight <laughs> do you want to go with that one <laughs> i think like i think that that, that, that makes response sense. was, you was have- perfect
0: it was a really good response maybe because it came from me but um... maybe it did
1: <laughs> but i i commend you on your your great response because you have a natural barrier you have the sea as a natural mm. barrier yeah and it's a small enough place and there's got enough resources on the island i think so
0: yeah i think uh, somebody had the similar mindset because they said uh get supplies and a boat then live on the sea I, yeah, I agree with that. I think that, like, your sea is a really good barrier. But why don't just take it a step further and, and get an island?
1: Yeah, so. because what happens when your supplies run out and you can't dock anywhere? Mm, exactly. You have yeah. no access to growing your own food. You have no access to, like, fresh water.
0: If humans eat too many shrimp, will they go pink like a flamingo?
1: What sort of a question is that? <laughs> what is <laughs> <What laughs> <was laughs> I'm just thinking if your diet
0: was solely, like, tuna, and tuna's, like, red, right? would you no you wouldn't but no no you wouldn't
1: i'm sure you can look that up if you and... eat too many carrots you know you can go orange yeah i know that yeah yeah well maybe you could search up and yeah. tell our listeners look it up and... It's and... stories <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah let's jump into the episode we'll do the same segment next time so make sure you reply to our instagram polls
0: so um we are going to be discussing uh, video gaming, but um, are we really the right people for this? Because I don't I know about you, so but. I'm so
1: underqualified. I'm so extremely underqualified. I don't think. I didn't even have a Wii or like a PlayStation when I was young. Like the okay. only thing I had was a Nintendo DS Lite. I,
0: that still counts. It's still a console. You've played video had games on it. Three games if you loved those three games that's that's more than enough <laughs> to be fair i was quite good at um super mario brothers so as well like i i don't think i have a huge amount of experience gaming so if anything i think it's this is more of just an interesting look into the possibilities and like what mm. it will affect all of us because video gaming is hugely popular um the gaming industry is worth more than the movie and music industry combined that just
1: yeah, blows my head. Like I can believe that because when I was researching, I found a statistic that said the gaming industry is expected to have a statistical worth of about three hundred billion dollars by twenty twenty five. Three hundred that's, billion, that's insane. <laughs> that really is too much.
0: And I think um, I was reading that the the pandemic really helped push it even even further for last year. Yeah, because everyone's surprised. forced to be indoors looking for other forms of, like, escapism, so... And I, I also think that the, the lockdown and stuff, it pushed people that maybe weren't interested into gaming into mm-hmm. like,
1: gaming. Because now you have more time at home. Play at yeah, home. The, like,
0: the summer, last summer, um, it was impossible to get a Nintendo Switch because I, yeah. I looked into getting one, but it was sold out everywhere for months. I also, um, uh, among us, I found friends that have never spoken about gaming i've never spoken to them about gaming but suddenly everyone was talking about playing among us on on mobile Mm -hmm. um so i think that That, the social aspect that was was... also
1: because yeah like you said like a social aspect like it Mm. was a way to bring people together to do an activity because i feel like people struggled with zoom calls or skype calls because yeah yeah it was just like you had to find something to talk about um Mm. instead of like what you'd usually be doing which was going out and doing something like an actual activity yeah yeah so like that does make sense that games like among us were becoming really popular Like i myself was in group games like remotely like i wasn't with them
0: yeah yeah so yeah if, if you're wondering on how big gaming is going to be uh even the netflix ceo Reed Hastings, he uh, is quoted as saying, we compete with and lose to Fortnite more than HBO. So the CEO of Netflix sees video games as their biggest competitor, not even other streaming services. Because mm. when it comes to ent- entertainment, it's not just like, what are we gonna watch tonight? It's, are we even gonna watch something tonight as opposed to playing a video game? Um, yeah, It's all competition for the same leisure time. Yeah, so should we should we talk about uh VR and mixed reality then? Yeah. Good. Yeah, so the biggest development that video gaming is going to see in the next couple of years is going to be uh augmented reality and virtual reality. Do you know the difference between them?
1: Mhm. AR so VR. Virtual reality replaces what people see and experience. So you have like a headset and like yeah. everything you see is something that's been created for you. Mm-hmm. as if it, it is in real life. So you can turn and see things to your right and your left as if it was real. Mm-hmm. Um, and augmented reality adds things to what you see in real life. So, for example, Pokemon Go, where you could see Pokemon in the, the maps that already existed.
0: Yeah. It would, it would look like a Pokemon was, was physically in front of you when you look through the yeah. screen.
1: Kind yeah. of like the Snapchat filters where they like put things.
0: Yeah, um, yeah.
1: Put like dancing characters in front of mm-hmm. wherever you're filming. Uh, and that projects the, the image onto a fixed spot.
0: Yeah, I, I, apparently it's going to get... I, I I don't know. What do you think?
1: Well, I read something that said that um, even though virtual reality is like the potential for virtual reality to be something really big and something really good is more than augmented reality in short sort of the short-term um development or short-term like commercialization of it augmented reality will be a lot more popular because people first of all like people need to get used to um the kind of almost like vulnerability of like not being able to see anything that's real oh right okay to like your Your whole vision to be covered and to wear goggles that like obstruct your view of everything else makes people nervous that they don't they don't kind of like the idea of surrendering yourself to this game mm-hmm. um whereas augmented reality is something that is more adaptable like people can just see it because it's projected rather than something that's overwhelming. I don't know if that made sense
0: also um so, have you had any experience with VR? Have you ever tried a VR? No, thing?
1: I actually haven't. Because I have. I um. How did she find it? Was it was it really like convincing? Because
0: uh, I I tried it in a like as a novelty event. Um, it, there was like a cafe that I went to that you could play games with a VR headset. But um, mm-hmm. not too long ago, a couple of months ago, uh, I
1: actually bought one. With my did you?
0: yeah yeah yeah, I've got it. Where I share it with uh my family. Yeah. And it's um it's good fun.
1: Is it convincing? Like the the scope of like view.
0: It honestly, the experience of like buying it and all the stuff, it felt like deja vu for when uh, I bought the Wii, because you know um, playing on like Wii Fit, where you play tennis, mm-hmm. Wii Sports, sorry, and you play tennis, and like yeah. it felt like such a new and weird experience to actually like move.
1: It was like that oh, yeah, all over no, again because yeah, uh, like calibrating
0: yourself. Yeah, so like, and then and you put on the headset and like it it, it's it's really weird, but it's like everything looks like what, yeah. But the graphics are not the best, but I guess they'll only get better.
1: Yeah, um, that's something else I read. Like the reason why VR isn't going to be sh- a short term popular thing is because hmm. it they described it as like the infant stage, like it's really shaky and yeah, it's like yeah yeah not like that good. But like then think kind of, of... Uh,
0: think of the graphics that the Wii had, um, Wii Sports. It looks so dated when I see videos of it now. But mm. um like I it's not it's, it's more, not be it's a, more the too
1: concept long. behind it rather than the graphics. Like mm. the concept makes it popular because it's something so new and so like fresh and uh, like not done before. And that's that's why I say it has a lot of potential. It's mm. just like execution isn't there
0: yet. And I think that um so there's like one element of uh, VR, which is like trying to create the most lifelike (laughs) experience possible. So for that, you would, you know, you'd need really, really high uh, graphics and um, even things, uh, technologies like haptic suits. So they would be body suits that you'd wear that would change temperature and they would use like uh, air currents to mimic the sense of touch. And I'm sure there's like some crazy technology going into that, but um from what i've seen the companies are more interested in like the social aspects of virtual reality so Mm. facebook has invested really heavily into oculus which is like the the headset that i just showed you yeah like one of the i've heard of the major i think they're one of the few like uh commercial vr headsets that you can buy and Facebook is so heavily invested in, into this. Like, you need a Facebook
1: account to work the VR headset. I mean, you need um, a Facebook account to work pretty much anything nowadays. I, I know,
0: but, like, it's... I was just thinking about, like, Facebook's whole thing is trying to connect people who, mm. who, wherever they may be in the world. So if you've got family in another country, for example, who's to say that in 20 years it's not going to be the normal thing to, like, put on a headset so that it can feel like you're
1: actually in the same space as someone else so you're like projecting yourself into that where they are it's like so they would have like a like a sensor to sense what their surroundings are so that you could be yeah like when you when you wear space.
0: yeah just this idea that you can go into a space feel like you're in it like you could say the map could be for example like a castle and you would control it and you'd be walking around and everywhere you would look it would be the castle but mm. then you could look in front of you and there would be another player and then you can interact with them And it turns out to be, I don't know, your auntie from Australia or something. So I think think that's, I think that's like uh, where VR is going towards. And especially that Facebook is so invested in it. It's bringing like social interaction to places where you can't get it. Also, things like uh, in VR, there's a thing called VR chat, which is like a, it's like different uh, rooms that are created. And then you can go in them and just interact with people. It's a bit like um, Club Penguin. Mm. But if you're wearing a headset and everywhere you look is like the igloos and
1: Club stuff, penguin. What a yeah,
0: but you can actually watch movies in there. So there's like a cinema that you go into and you're watching a movie, but you're also you turn to your right, you turn to your left, and there are people sat next to you. But
1: the thing so is, they're like, real people. Yeah. No, that's I, cool. I like that because it's it's almost like a trippy like world within a world within a world. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, you watching... It's like a simulation
0: whole thing. Yeah. And um apparently it was really popular in in the lockdowns for people to be hosting like concerts or cinema experiences or all the normal things but put into like digital which is so mind-blowing. It's
1: cool because it's like you're you can't be there physically so you can be there mentally.
0: Yeah. And it's it's only going to get like more trippy because apparently Elon Musk uh, so that's a uh, neuralink is investing into using like electrodes in your scalp so you don't even need a controller you can just think and it will mm. move the character mm mm-hmm. imagine like th- just thinking like raise your right hand and the character raises their right hand
1: but can they do that through electrodes only well they they're trying to and it's
0: it's doing quite well I don't know how long it will take before it's like commercially available and you can just buy it, but I I don't I don't know if I like that the fact
1: that you that's wear these bit, electrodes and that's then... that is kind of like going into black mirror territory there. Oh,
0: very super because then it's like you are the character. There is anything with just, like yeah
1: temple electrodes just make me nervous.
0: Well, there's um there's like a whole genre of um, anime called Isakai where the whole thing is like being transported into like a video game world. Mm. and I, I i do think it is a bit like you know the whole like matrix thing
1: we're all in a simulation
0: yeah. what happens if people don't want to leave the simulation what happens if they prefer the simulation well, I'm sure, to real life?
1: i'm sure that is the thing like life is scary and i'm sure people are like well i know this life and i know how to deal with it and it's good to me so why would they want to like leave that constructed reality and go into the unknown where they would have to rebuild from the start that yeah makes
0: sense. and there's no like uh second lives or there's no back button or restart just going a little bit further uh ai in video gaming is going to be a big thing so ai is going to be used in video gaming in two cents so in the development of games but then also in the actual like gameplay mm-hmm. so in the development um i didn't realize how expensive it is to build a video game because if you if you look at something like uh grand theft auto if you look at one yeah. of those streets, they have they employ thousands of people to work on building the streets, so like mm. the buildings themselves laying on the
1: texture and the colors, like the yeah. trash cans the if you if you, you like know, really think lamp posts. it does make sense because it's like not just um not just art but also like animation like you have to yeah like, yeah yeah everything has to move realistically, mm-hmm. which also mm-hmm. requires like a lot of knowledge of like how natural things are.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's, uh, so like building building a street is gonna, it costs like hundreds of thousands of dollars to build maps in say, Grand Theft Auto. And that's why it's like, it costs so much money to make these really big um, blockbuster titles. But they're going to be using uh, AI to create a lot of those. So there's a thing called um, Generative Adversarial Networks which is GANs. It's like machine learning. I, I got into a really big rabbit hole with that. But basically it's, uh, <laughs> you give instructions to a computer, it looks at the database of all its images or whatever, and then it gives you something as close to the instructions that you gave it, but it's wholly unique. So yeah. um, the thing is, you could, it even works with text. So you could type in blue house, green door, with two windows, and it will give you like five variations or as many variations of that set of instructions, and then Where do they get the information from? So you give it you give it a database of so like, if you're building houses, for example, you would give this network, millions of photos of different houses. Yeah, and so that would use it as its reference. And then you can type in the the instructions, and then it will give you as close to your instructions as it it can with the Mm -hmm. data that it's been given. So then Mm -hmm you can re- massively reduce the number of people and the amount of time it takes to create landscapes and whatnot in gaming. Yeah. Um, also just like way off into um, the actual gameplay. So if you gave um, AI to the, the characters, um, so at the moment, if there are lots of games that are celebrated for having really realistic conversation with the characters, so you're you can walk up to any of the characters and talk to them and then might say something funny to you back, but yeah. using AI, you can make it into like you can have long conversations with these characters. And if you go fighting and come back, they might even remember you. And like it makes it makes the
1: game like solely unique. It, to Each individual. You're more you're more invested in it, invested in it because yeah, yeah. If people remember you, you're essentially building relationships with yeah, these exactly people. Yeah, and um there are loads
0: of different games at the moment that are like narrative based games that have different endings. So um, I think it's like Mass Effect and the Telltale games, they'll have like 10 different endings. So there'll be choices within the game. Like, do you shoot this person? Do you save this person? Do you lie to this person? Or do you trust this person? And all these different choices that you make in the game will lead you to a different ending. But the Mm -hmm. moment all of these storylines are like pre-written so there's like a, a finite number of endings, but if you that reminds AI, me
1: of the Black Mirror, the Black Mirror uh, Bandersnatch. You can change the outcome where you where you choose the endings. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like it, it, it's about a person making a video game, mm-hmm. and he has to program in all of the potential endings because there isn't an AI to do that. Mm. So he manually does like all of the endings himself, and as like a, as a viewer, you can choose which uh, action to do and it will like lead you to a unique Yeah, but in,
0: in Bandersnatch, the options that are available to you are limited. There's like three or maybe there's like two options per per junction. You're given like two options, like yes. right or left, this one or this one.
1: Yeah. But imagine yeah. if
0: like it, there wasn't even just those two options. Imagine if it was literally like you can do whatever you want because AI would just continue building the game around what you do.
1: Yeah, I mean that. I mean that's like what they discuss as well, the limitations of it. But um, in Bandersnatch, like I would really recommend people yeah. watch it because it is it is good, and it is one like no one else has done something like that in like a streaming mm-hmm.
0: platform.
1: Um, so I would definitely recommend it. But yeah, no, like that would be crazy because the game would be so different to yeah. Whoever it is it. like the scope of it is just so big because it's like it's almost like you'd be buying an, a different game than the person before you
0: mm. yeah uh, should, we, should we talk about uh, streaming games Yeah. Uh, so do you, do you know anything about the cloud stuff and that direction that games are headed into
1: so um, this is a feature that game development companies are um, looking to include in their latest games it basically means that gamers are able to play a game with one device and then stop and save it and then continue to play from another device through the game saves information in the cloud. So, when you save the game, all of the information will be, mm-hmm. be saved on a cloud so that you'd be able to access it from another device. Yeah. Um, and like Norwegian game development companies like Alpha Systems and Megapop Games are incorpor- incorporating this into their latest games because to be able to save something mm. and then come back to it, say, on your phone, and um, if you've been playing it, On the PC, or like on like a console, um, is so convenient to people because say you're on the go or like you're traveling, and you want to be able to play it without having to like be at home or setting it up like somewhere else. Um, it's just about convenience. Um, yeah, I I just feel like at the moment um
0: there are so many games that it's it's divided. Like if you're on your phone, you're going to be playing this game. If you're on your if you've got access to an xbox you're going to be playing fifa but then when you're on your phone mm-hmm. you're going to be playing like angry birds or something but i think the idea is that to make it completely streamlined so like wherever you are if even if you go to a friend's house even if you go to your grandmother's house yeah it's, you can still
1: accessibility um
0: yeah continue with the same game yeah and also uh streaming uh google stadia and i think amazon are looking into doing this uh, similar thing um playing games on their servers so this this is like insane to me but um at the moment uh people are limited into what like games they can play by mm-hmm. what consoles they own so at the moment like every few years a new console will arrive that is like even more powerful and has even better graphics than the last console and it's like a huge gateway for people to get into gaming is like all the hardware that is needed but Imagine that you could play a game, but on Google's servers. So Google has those huge mm-hmm. industrial computers somewhere in Iceland or something, and then it will stream it to your, um, to anything. So to your laptop, to your phone, yeah, um, to your TV, and then you just connect your um, controller and then you can play whatever game you want on their servers. So I've, I've tried this I'm um, because I think Google Stadia had a, a free one month yeah, um, subscription thing, and it was just so crazy to me because like I had a controller, I connected it via Bluetooth to my phone, and then I was playing like Assassin's Creed, like the latest Assassin's Creed. So you which don't is, actually like, have to buy a the physical high copy resolution of the game, like you don't have to. Yeah, yeah, it's like I'm just I'm just using my phone, and the thing is, my phone isn't the thing that's like powering all of it. It's just showing what, mm. it's just streaming. It's just showing.
1: I mean, it's the same. The image. Like it makes total um, sense when you apply the same model to things like netflix and stuff like that like in the past you would buy the dvd yeah. you'd buy the bcr even if you want to mm-hmm. go even further back than that um and you'd have to buy physical yeah, yeah. to bring home and put it into your device in order to play the film but then yeah. sites like netflix came along and did basically what you're saying um by compiling all of the yeah yeah titles under one platform and then all you need is like an internet. the only thing you need is an internet yeah.
0: connection um they were saying like the at the moment google stadia is having some teething problems because um people's internet connection isn't strong enough to handle really big titles like like assassin's creed which is you know 4k resolution but i don't see that as like a long-term issue because Across the board, everyone wants faster internet connection. It's not just yeah, Wi Fi is becoming like more
1: of a human Um, right now because everything is so digitized.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I don't, I don't see it like an issue, but I know that Apple and Amazon and Google are all interested in streaming video games and offering that kind of service in the future. Um, So, like, it's weird because suddenly the, the, the streaming wars at the moment. So that's like Netflix versus Disney Plus versus amazon prime it's going to be like the same but with like Mm. video games companies so nintendo versus playstation and it will be like because they're they're offering their um, subscription services to their games so it's like the same way that disney owns marvel nintendo obviously owns like mario and stuff but it's it's going to be like the same i don't know very well but um gaming subscriptions will be the norm the same way that everyone has a Netflix subscription everyone I think in like 20 years time is going to have like a mm-hmm. Nintendo n- subscription yeah or a Google Stadia subscription or something and I think it also it breaks the yeah it breaks down the entry to gamings because if you're paying like eight pounds a month you don't need to be spending like 400 500 pounds on yeah, the latest console when you can just be paying eight pounds a month
1: I think that um even now there's sort of a stigma around gaming the old attitudes to gaming like mostly for men or like boys, young boys, like teenage boys. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's extremely violent, stuff like that puts people off even trying it out. So what you're saying definitely will improve like the number of people trying it for the first time. Like it becoming a, like a normalized form of entertainment. Yeah. Cause, cause like you were
0: saying, um... I feel like there's such a narrow view on, like, what a gamer is. Like, when you think of a gamer, you think of, like, a spotty teenager, a teenage boy playing Mm -hmm. Fortnite or FIFA. But um, I read some stats that really surprised me, and that is um, half of all the gaming population are women. And if you were to look at America specifically, there are actually more women that are playing video games than men. But it's because they're playing on mobile, so your average gamer in the US is more likely to be a suburban mum that plays Candy Crush. That makes sense. Which, like, like little, like it, yeah, little just, mobile it games. It makes sense, like, but it's just, that's like a
1: whole market almost that I feel like isn't really... My mum was addicted to Candy Crush. <laughs> was she? My mum was addicted to Candy Crush for like a few years. She would, wouldn't stop playing it. Like she literally had a problem. But she was just... <laughs> On candy it's crush like, like
0: yeah dinner. my aunt is the same i have aunts that are addicted to candy crush but yeah it's like you never think of that being like what gaming is but just as many women are gaming as men um the the study that i read um was looking at how we need more women developing games to like cater for this market but because it's it's not that women don't play games it's just they play them differently for example um Forty seven percent of female game gamers in this study would rather play games with their friends than play alone. So they prefer like multiplayer and like co co play games. Um and sixty seven percent of women preferred playing games on their phone over playing games on like consoles. And that's compared to thirty eight percent of men. So it seems like women prefer playing as like a social thing and also um playing on their phone, which I think is like going back to among us i found that it was really really popular with my friends who were girls that don't play video yeah. games or like haven't that, shown that, any interest in video a games
1: thing, they don't want to spend money to buy an extra thing that they have to play the game on they already yeah, have a yeah. phone so why not use it
0: and and like when i started thinking about uh women's i don't want to say like women's games but like games that are popular amongst women there are like so many titles come to mind like sims animal crossing the kim oh, kardashian yeah. game mm-hmm. do you remember that like the kardashian game got so much internet hate for like not being a real game and like people were complaining that it was so vapid and it was that, was sending a bad a, message to correct, girls correct because it was I'm just wrong. like shopping that's and, like, like
1: a you pick what option she does sort of thing you pick what action she does
0: you're like a social influencer and you're trying to like kim kardashian so i think you're meant to set up your own business you tend like photo shoots you try new clothes and you rub shoulders with other celebrities so, like, and there's stuff a new to gain their favors. like
1: um not a new thing but there's a whole genre of games which is like real life like not real life but you're you're making life decisions for people oh my god
0: i keep getting like, like oh, for you catch
1: your boyfriend cheating like what do you do oh my god a, yeah, yeah slap him <laughs> b forgive him or something like that. I um, saw
0: one which was, uh, um, you, you catch your husband having an affair with a nanny. Do you A, divorce him, B, join as a menage a trois?
1: <laughs> oh my God. So many of these. It's things like that. And I think that, like that. I mean, that's a whole separate reason why they're getting popular because I mean, you're sort of living out this fantasy world, right? Where there are no consequences and you're just, you can do, just do whatever you want. But that's why I find it so hypocritical
0: when there was so much uh, negative attention for the kim kardashian game because i was just thinking like some of the most popular video games like call Mm. of duty and um yeah just call of call of duty um where you're shooting people in the head is that not also like it taps into the same
1: same sort of psychological need but like in a very different way
0: yeah it's like it's, it's fantasy like okay so guys like a power trip and want to shoot people and whatnot do girls just want to like wear nice clothes and fly around the world and rub shoulders with celebrities like why should we be i'm not saying that's like the only things that people are interested in but yeah i i I just found it very hypocritical the hate that the kim kardashian game was getting Mm -hmm. um yeah and if you're wondering it was really really popular it made over 43.5 million dollars in one year and about 20 million of that went to kim kardashian oh that is just for like a a free mobile game a free to play mobile game but it wasn't like there's um I think it's called a freemium so it's like free to play but then if you want certain perks you have to pay
1: freemium (laughs) I didn't know there was a word for it
0: yeah yeah because it makes sense like if you think of all those games that involve uh waiting so like come back in one hour's time and we'll give you this reward but you could pay like 50p and get it instantly that kind of thing Mm. um microtransactions that's uh yeah that's that's huge money maker i think within the the gaming industry i think it was like half of all profits are coming from microtransactions as opposed to like upfront costs of the games yeah so it's in all these like small in up, like...
1: In up um, purchases yeah
0: yeah if we're talking about like the the kim kardashian game and like women in gaming um there was a video that i came across that was really interesting that was called the unfulfilled potential of video games in this video the person looked at e3 so it's a gaming convention where they release all the new titles for video games and they did a breakdown of what types of games are being shown and it was 85 percent of all the games being released at e3 were combat games and Of that, I think only 20% were like mild combat so or like mild violence. So things like Mario, it's still combat, but it's like cartoon violence. Yeah, 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 You're you're squishing things, you know? But the fact that like 85% of it is combat based and then 5% sports, 3% racing. And then the rest were things like puzzle games, narrative based games, building games. I think like the point that they were trying to say that was just that gaming at the moment is so limited into like violence and Mm. combat based when the possibilities are endless i'm i don't want to make generalizations but like i feel like i know that i would be more i'm not interested in like combat based games i play quite a lot of video games but they're not combat based games and because of that i almost feel like i'm not a gamer yeah if i'm playing guitar hero if i'm playing portal which is a problem based game or like animal crossing do i still count as a gamer even though it's not like a gun in your hand and you're shooting no, I get stuff, that.
1: It, it's just that again, that like boils down to the image of gaming and like kind of the stigma of it, right? I don't know. I just feel like and the image of the image of gaming is so is sort much of self-imposed as well because you have communities of these these type of people who do fall into that image and they are feel validated because they're like, oh, we're re- we're real gamers. Like you're not a real gamer unless you're like us.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I just feel like um, gaming is like music almost. There are so many different genres, but I just feel like for it to be so focused on combat-based games, I feel like it's a disservice to mm-hmm. what gaming could be. Like if there was a, a game where you're like a politician and you have to use like negotiation and spreading rumors about your opposing parties, basically a house of cards. Imagine house of cards, but you get to play as like the politician who's trying to make it all the way up to presidency or something and it's all filled with lies and rumors and all like that sounds like a as a game i would be interested in but obviously because it's not like combat based it doesn't feel like
1: it would be yeah no i get what you mean it, it's just there's so many like it's like yeah in if it was a literature world and there were only books about mm. war yeah and they was just like other genres are just really tiny like you're not exploring mm. the possibilities of what you could do with those topics
0: but i think i think it will change um something i was reading was that um the the gaming demographic is going to shift in the next 10 20 years because you're going to get people in their 50s and 60s who've been playing video games for most of their life Mm. whereas at the moment like we see video gaming as a very like young person thing yeah um it has definitely has room to grow
1: like audience wise
0: if you're like in your 30s and you've been playing on the PlayStation since you were yay high or whatever, just think about like the next 20 years, you're going to be approaching retiring age and yeah, you'll be just as interested in video gaming as you were when you're younger. So I think it's going to be really interesting seeing like the the gaming titles that are released for like 65 and older <laughs> people. Ooh, I've never thought about it like that. So, it's it's not too far in the future. You want to
1: brainstorm a title? I have no idea what like
0: old people would want to play video games Supermarket on. Supermarket Rush. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's vaguely ageist. <laughs> maybe they just maybe they will still be playing Call of Duty.
1: Or maybe it's I'd like to, a marriage but... affair game.
0: Oh yeah, that would be fun. So you're you're trying to cheat on your <laughs> your
1: spouse <laughs> without them finding out. <sighs> It's like escapism, isn't it? Maybe it'd be like stuff that they yeah. isn't even relevant to their life.
0: Yeah, maybe they always wanted to be a rhythmic gymnast, and
1: now they can mm.
0: through a. VA are there game. many
1: space games available? Yeah, there are lots of space. The games The sci-fi
0: genre is quite like prominent, isn't it? Space is almost like a a backdrop. So there's like horror games that are set in space. Mm. There are puzzle games that are set in space. I I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a romance game that is somehow set in space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's kind of everything. I think I've covered everything. Oh, video Oh, video games is art. Would you count um Netflix's Bandersnatch, the
1: Black Mirror episode? Would you count that as a video game? Oh, that's really interesting. Um, I never thought about it like that, but I guess it is because there's lots of video games that are sort of like have a long story section. And then like yeah. then it leads to like an, an action section where you where you then have stuff to do. Mm, you I mean you're interacting with it, so yeah, doesn't that make that, it? No, that makes a lot of sense. I guess it's like a hybrid. It's presented as not. If you okay, if you had what if you watch Bandersnatch, you'll understand that it's sort of like um a lot of Black Mirror is is um playing on the idea that you are implicit in it already like it's already happening before your eyes yeah and i didn't know if you knew but the black mirror title so the title black mirror is referring to like you looking at your black screen and seeing your own face in it oh so it's sort of a play on of like you are part of what the series means and that you're like sort of already living it in a way i see yeah so the 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 concept of bandersnatch is like oh this guy's making a video game and you as you pick the different options sometimes Mm -hmm. it tells you oh you picked the wrong one it ended badly so you're sometimes thrown back into a previous sequence to try again yeah um so it's like you're there living the Life of the Programmer almost
0: is Bandersnatch then a game and like if if more of these interactive dramas were to come out would they be up for games title awards or would they be up for an Oscar you know like what what does what medium does it fall under yeah because it's like a perfect hybrid of both
1: I guess that would only I don't know I that would like only work like a... for like specific storylines though because if let's say yeah i think like a murder mystery would work if anyone could pick anything that they wanted to happen in a story Mm. like it's not about like picking
0: anything but like it would be presented in a way that you can you're forced to choose so like part of the um the walking dead game you'd be presented with like two people are being eaten by zombies and you can only save one Mm. so imagine like a interactive movie experience where It could be a horror genre. It could be like, who do you save? And then which which direction do you go? Or it could be um, like a murder mystery. And it's like, you have to look for clues. For Where do
1: you look? Or is this important? Do you you put this in your pocket? Do you
0: accuse this person? Or do you accuse this person? That kind of thing. I I don't know if that's going to be hugely popular in the future. But like, it's interesting to think about. That's one of the reasons that um, gaming can be seen as like an art form. I, I feel like our, our, our view of gaming at the moment is, like, so narrow as, like, there's just... Oh, just to get to an objective. It's just, like, shoot this m- number of people and that's it. But I think what makes gaming unique is that it's it requires participation and that can force people to take on a role of someone else. For like, you were saying the Bandersnatch thing. You're living out your the life of that programmer and you are getting to decide which way that programmer goes. Um So that puts you in the mindset of the programmer. So you can use video games to also like encourage empathy and like thinking from other people's points of view, because if you have the character as like uh, a black teenager, for example, you're going to have to embody everything that means to be that black teenager and like navigate their life through that way. It It can be used as a way to like force people to reckon with things they might not understand. I think there was a game that came out a couple of years ago that was dealing with cancer. I think it was called like the dragon within or or something like that. And so you were playing as this teenager who has cancer and is trying to fight their cancer, which is manifested as like a dragon. And so it forced you to kind of understand his perspective and like what he was going through. And I think that could be like a really great way to encourage empathy and like consideration for other people's experiences you know mm. because unlike watching a movie about a kid dealing with cancer you are the kid with cancer because you're playing as that character yeah
1: i think like i read an article yeah. um kind of linking to that about how video games could be used for a greater like socio cultural good um mm, mm. and the reason why the, like the issues that they see with it um mm. as in the reason why they think that it's not going to catch on as quickly as they would have hoped it's because of that what i said before like that stigma that people carry about like um video games that it's kind of a yeah. frivolous play thing for ch- like for children not for adults It's like all like ultra mm-hmm. ultra violent power fantasies um but like in reality the games in itself are just really powerful storytelling mediums and like yeah yeah a really powerful tool for education and like communication ideas because you have a huge potential to be able to get kids learning things or really interested in things because it's in the format of a game rather than like a lesson in a classroom. Like Mm -hmm. it's something that's so it's used, but not used enough because people don't buy the games thinking, Oh, this is going to really educate my kid if it's not immediately obvious. And if it is immediately obvious and the kid wouldn't want to play it. So it's about the stigma of, thinking what can this game provide for my child or what can this game teach me as a person um and mm. not having to like dismiss it immediately as just entertainment yeah it's a lot to think about <laughs> yes yeah, so that's a good place to wrap up our episode on the future of gaming if you want to catch more of our stuff we'll be posting on our instagram which is at lookuppod and on twitter which is at Look at Up Podcast. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you in the next one. Bye. Bye.